Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Lyrically, I'm untouchable, uncrushable. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode here of Punch the Face Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Stubbs. Appreciate you joining me here this evening. Uh, tonight, we will have guest Jesse Hart, super middleweight title contender. He'll join us here in about 15 to 20 minutes from now uh, from Philly talking about um, the super middleweight division and obviously his much wanted rematch with Gilberto Ramirez. Uh, also, we'll talk uh, some World Boxing Super Series. The finale and the super middleweight division is finally happening here this Saturday. Uh, it seems like it's taken an eternity for that to happen, so that'll finally happen. Uh, as well, we'll talk about... Um, uh, Anthony Joshua's win here uh, last weekend, and I was completely wrong about my fight pick. Uh, and obviously, we'll talk some other things here in boxing. Uh, but you can be a part of tonight's show. We'll take callers here after Jesse Hart uh, calls in. So you can call into the show at area code 929-477-3165. Uh, we'll keep you in queue, but we'll take calls here after our guest here tonight. Uh, but we're going to start off tonight talking about maybe the most oddest news uh, in boxing that I've ever really seen you know, close to during a fight week. Um, Sunday, we were set to have a fight, uh, this coming Sunday, that is. Uh, we were set to have a fight between Victor Ortiz and uh, John Molina that was going to headline a fight card here on um, Fox Sports 1. Uh, but that fight is now not happening. Uh, that fight is not now happening because on Tuesday, Victor Ortiz was arrested uh, and charged with uh, three felonies in regards to a, a forceful rape. Uh, and some other uh, charges in regards to that. Very bizarre uh, that this happened here during fight week, which is, you know, in itself, you know, that is what it is, you know. Um, This is something that stemmed from an incident here back in March, uh, from what I'm understanding from everything I've read. But just really weird that it happens this time, this close to to the fight, Um, but the fight's now off. Now, um, you know, We're not going to paint the picture of him being guilty. We're not going to paint the picture of him being innocent. We don't know. Uh, What's been put on the media is just what's all known about the story. Uh, Victor hasn't said anything here publicly yet, so no one exactly knows uh, what's what. But obviously, as this drags out, more detailed information uh, will be released. But now the fight is off. So the main event Sunday uh, that would have been Victor Ortiz and John Molina Jr. uh, in a welterweight bout, it's now scrapped. Uh, the main event, from what I'm understanding now, is a featherweight contest between Brandon Figueroa and Oscar uh, Escadeno. Um, Figueroa, uh, Brandon Figueroa, that is, is the brother of Omar Figueroa, a welterweight or lightweight, whatever. Uh, more likely welterweight for Omar Figueroa, a former, uh, you know, former uh, title challenger and a guest here on the show. That's now going to be your main event. I'm also going to more than likely see Joe, uh, Joe Joyce, uh, a fighter who's recently signed with Al Heyman, a British fighter. You're going to probably see him uh, get some more prominent P, uh, TV time. He'll be the co-main event of the night. But um, it's just really odd. I mean, PBC was put in a really weird predicament. You know, you put him on air. Uh, 
you're putting a guy who just literally got himself belt out of jail on Tuesday uh, to fight, and that would have been awkward. Um, the whole Me Too movement going on here right now in the United States um, uh, with women being harassed and, and you know rape allegations and that kind of stuff, it would have been really weird energy and PR uh, you know, for them to justify still having him fight and still have him be on air. So from that aspect, I completely get it why they yanked him off. Um, I, I can't be mad at that at all. Um, you know, they got to protect their brand. They obviously knew nothing about this. They were blindsided by it, just like everyone else was. Uh, you feel for John Molina. Molina, you know, trained for this fight. Would have been a really important fight for him in his career. Uh, you know, at age 35, he's 30 and 7. Uh, he is coming off of a win here, knockout win here this past uh, December of last year. But this would have been his first fight of 2018. Uh, he put in all that training, and then, you know, four days leading up to the fight, boom, your fight gets scrapped because your opponent gets arrested uh, on, on rape charges. It's just insane. I've never seen anything like this in boxing. Um, you know, we've had other incidents happen during fight week. We've had, you know, things happen during fight week, but never uh, someone getting arrested on alleged rape charges. It's, it's just insane. Uh, but Victor Ortiz won't fight this weekend, neither will John Molina. It's a shame. Honestly, this is a fight card that had no buzz about it uh, because it's on a Sunday, which is, you know, in itself odd. Uh, it's also going up against NFL football on Sunday. Uh, so it'll be going up against Sunday Night Football. So, I mean, they were kind of in a lose-lose situation as far as ratings go uh, and attention to it as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, you know, oddly enough, in some weird, sick, twisted way, uh, Ortiz's arrest did get more attention here to this fight card. Uh, this fight card now has been actually a little bit more buzz about it, you know, you know, due to the unfortunate and unseen um, events that have happened this week. But uh, now you have more people knowing the fight card's actually happening on Fox Sports 1. It's actually a fight happening on su uh, Sunday. So, I mean, it, it may be a weird blessing in disguise for the people of BBC. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, PBC. <laughs> uh, to have that actually happen and, um, and then have people... Uh, know the fight's actually happening, knowing there's actual fight car going down here on Sunday. So, I mean, you know, best of luck to Victor Ortiz. Everyone knows my feelings about Victor Ortiz. If you've ever uh, listened to any podcast I've been a, a part of, uh, if you've followed me at all on Twitter, Garza's Fights, I, you know, everyone knows my my thought process in regards to Victor Ortiz. Uh, you know, this was a really, it was a crossroads fight for both these guys. Like I said, Molina was coming off of a win, but that was in December. Uh, Ortiz was coming off of a questionable draw uh, against uh, Devin Alexander here this past February. Um, you know, he was looking to string back-to-back -back wins together first time in a couple of years. And so... Who knows? Who knows what happens with these guys next? Let's hope for Molina's case that they're able to find him a spot somewhere uh, in the next month, month and a half, uh, to where this training camp he just went through doesn't go, go completely to shit and doesn't go to waste. Uh, there's nothing worse for a fighter to go through a training camp and then something happen to where their fight doesn't happen. It's something especially not of their fault. This is completely not of John Molina's fault. Uh, PBC did try to find a replacement, but unfortunately, they just ran out of time. Uh, with two and four underneath the gun uh, to find anybody to replace Ortiz, uh, there was really nobody uh, that made sense on the card uh, that they could move up or maybe alter. 
That's a fight. Um, you know, there was really nobody there there to fight at 147. Uh, anybody else would have been making a jump up, and you would have to scrap another fight as well. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been fair to everyone involved, but uh, it's unfortunate. Um, obviously, like I said, as more details get released in regards to this, we'll follow up on this story here on the show. Uh, but Molina versus Ortiz is off here for Sunday on Fox Sports 1. Go figure. Now, another fight, you know, we'll go get in here to the heavyweight fight here. Uh, last week, I made a bold prediction that we were going to get a stunner in regards to the heavyweight division. I honestly thought that Alexander Povetkin could beat Anthony Joshua. Now, I was wrong, and obviously Povetkin got knocked out. But before the fight was over, or let me just phrase it this way, during uh, the fight while it lasted, Povetkin did give Anthony Joshua problems. And, you know, I'll reiterate this again. I am still not sold on Anthony Joshua. I'm not. Um, I'm not really sold on really anyone in the heavyweight division for that matter, whether it be him, whether it be Tyson Fury, whether it be Deontay Wilder. All three of these guys have their faults. So it's it's hard for me to say one guy uh, has separated himself from the other because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, that has not happened yet amongst those three guys. Um you know, one has the bulk of the titles, one has the WBC title, one's the lineal champion. So, I mean, you have three guys who are claiming heir to the throne, but, you know, haven't fought each other. Well, obviously, Fury and uh, Wilder facing each other here uh, in December. But I was not overly impressed by that. I mean, yes, he was able to win. Uh, the fight was stopped in the seventh round uh, where he won via knockout. Uh, he does have that fight-changing power, but... Uh, you saw it. It's, it. He has problems dealing with guys who are boxers. And, you know, if the paths cross with him and Tyson Fury, he's going to have a problem. I mean, just looking at that fight, he's going to have a problem. Um, you know, kudos to Vivekan for trying. Uh, he did his best uh, while he was in there. But um, obviously, you know, Anthony Joshua has that fighter racing power. You have to respect that. Uh, but you see the holes. The, the holes that I see make me still weary about saying that he's the best heavyweight in the world right now. He just does. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I'll admit I was wrong. <laughs> I'll admit I was totally dead-ass wrong in regards to Pavekin winning the fight, but you have to give Pavekin his credit. Uh, he was probably up in the fight, uh, or at least, you know, damn near close to winning on the fight. I had him up on my card uh, when the fight was stopped. I actually had him up uh, four rounds to two when the fight was stopped in the seventh. So, I mean... It's not like that, you know, he was getting blown out. He was very game, and, and we've seen that here in Anthony Joshua fights. You know, he didn't blow out Joseph Parker. Uh, granted, he beat Joseph Parker on the cards by wide margins, but you never saw Joseph Parker being in any immediate danger uh, to, of getting knocked out. Um, you know, he won the fight by wide margin, but, again, it was less than impressive uh, victory, of course, I thought, for uh, Joseph Parker. And as well, I mean, excuse me, against Joseph Parker, uh, well as uh, Carlos Stomach, you know, he won that fight. Yes, he won via TKO in the 10th round, uh, but you saw he had issues. Now, some will point to the fact that uh, uh, Carlos was a late uh, replacement for him uh, due to some things happening in regards uh, to his previous opponent that Josh was going to face that fight. But nevertheless, you know, you're the heavyweight champion. You're supposed to be knocking guys out left and right. So I still see Hose and Anthony Joshua. I'm not sold. Uh, that he is the, the, the next big thing. Granted, he may have all the belts, but I don't think he's as, 
as good as he as he believes he is, and a lot of other people in boxing believe he is. Um, he is scheduled to fight again here April thirteenth. Who that'll be against, we have no idea. Um, you know, they're already talking and wanting to negotiate with Deontay Wilder. Hate to tell everyone, Deontay Wilder has a fight scheduled here for December first. So, uh, before you start negotiating with Deontay Wilder and wanting that fight, let's see what happens here December first. Uh, you know, you don't have to start promoting a fight for April. Uh, in September. You don't have to. You have ample time to find an opponent, uh, to train for that opponent, and to promote that fight. So I think that's pretty shitty on uh, Eddie Hearn's part and Joshua's part now that they want to try to negotiate a fight now. Uh, Deontay Wilder doesn't need that distraction, and I hope his management... uh, I I hope leading up to the fight with Tyson Fury, Joshua's name's not even brought up. We need to focus on the two guys who are actually fighting each other, not a fight that we've been... Uh, had dangled in front of us here the last year. We don't need that. Uh, let the two guys who is the lineal champion, the WBC champion, fight each other, and then let's talk about who the winner of that fight fighting Joshua. Uh, you know, anything else right now just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, more than likely, and I, and I see this coming, you're going to see Dylan White versus uh, Anthony Joshua uh, come April. If it's anything besides that fight, I honest to God, I'll be shocked. But that's the fight I look to see is uh, White uh, versus Joshua Part 2 in April. So, you know, you know, you heard it here first. I mean, it doesn't take a blind man to see that that's what's going to end up lining up. Uh, you know, Anthony Joshua talking about putting up polls on his Twitter account of who, she, who she used to fight next. And all of a sudden, Dylan White's name is listed. Uh, he had the least amount of votes, by the way, in that poll. It was Deontay Wilder winning by a landslide over Fury and White. So, I mean, the people want it, but unfortunately, we have another fight first. Uh, Wilder's got to get past Fury, or Fury's got to get past Wilder before anyone can talk uh, title unification. So, uh, that happened here on um, this past Saturday, and also on that same card. Another guy a lot of people are excited about, Luke Campbell, out of the UK, lightweight. Uh, he was able to win. He named his decision. He cruised for 12 rounds. Uh, he won two of the cards. He won rather wide the Third car kind of had a little bit closer than most thought. Um, you know, Campbell is impressive. I, I do think he still has a lot more polish uh, that needs to come about him. He's now 19-2. and two. Uh, He's 30. You know, I call him young, but, you know, he's not young in the regards of the sport. He really needs to uh, – if he's going to make a move, he's going to need to make that move here sooner than later. Um, he's already fought for one title once before. He lost a split decision here to Jorge Nolares, uh back here uh, in September of last year. Uh, the only other guy to beat him here, Ivan Medley, is who he actually beat here this past weekend in a rematch. So um, Ivan beat him back in 2015 via the split decision, and obviously Campbell got his revenge and won a unanimous decision here this past Saturday. So, uh, you know, he's an active fighter. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see him again before 2018 is out. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of noise he can make there in the lightweight division. Like I said, he's already had that opportunity and lost the title fight. It was a close fight against Jorge Linares, uh, where he lost via split decision. Uh, speaking of Jorge Linares, I want to point out, obviously, we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, Linares is going to be back in action here on um, uh, September 29th. Excuse me, not, not next. We'll talk about it now. Uh, he'll be back in action here um, this weekend. Uh, that'll be on Facebook Watch uh, via Gold Boy. So Gold Boy is going to put on a card here again on Facebook. Uh, Jorge Linares will be back in action. He's the main event against, against, main event against Abner Cotto. Uh, this is Linares' first fight since retur- uh, since his loss against Vasaudi Lomachenko here uh, this past May. He was game in that fight. He lost the fight, got knocked out. 
uh, TK on the 10th round. But Lenardis was game. He never backed down. Um, and he tried. I mean, he was actually able to knock down Lomachenko in the 6th round. Uh, but it was just too – Lomachenko was too much for him in the fight and getting stopped in the 10th. So, uh, interesting to see what happens with Jorge Linares, how he reacts, how he looks. Uh, you know, Abner Cotto is not a um, a top-flight contender per se. Um, you know, he's an opponent. Uh, you know, when he has stepped up and he's faced uh, more higher-tier competition, he has struggled. Uh, his three losses against Omar Figueroa, Francisco Vargas, and Jorge uh, Javier Fortuna. So, I mean, when he stepped up in class, uh, he has struggled and he has lost those fights. Uh, two out of those three fights were actual knockout losses. Uh, I do like Linares to win here. I look for him to win here rather convincingly uh, in his comeback fight. I just want to see him active again. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get cut up too bad in this fight as well. Uh, but it's important for him to have a good bounce back. Uh, so, you know, after a loss like that to Vasali Lomachenko, it's going to be very interesting to see how Linares looks following that fight. There's a lot of build-up to that fight, a lot of buzz around that fight. Um, you know, the energy's a little bit down for this fight. You're fighting on Facebook. Um, you know, it's not the same glitz and glamour as being, you know, being featured on ESPN on primetime. So you, gotta, you wonder from a mental aspect if he's going to be up for this fight. So, you know, there's a vast difference between being fighting on national television, you know, pretty much ESPN's national television as far as I'm concerned, uh, compared to fighting on an app. So, I mean, it's, it's levels to it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he looks here come Saturday night. So that'll be on Facebook Watch uh, for you to actually stream and be able to watch for free. For free. So, uh, and, you know, we'd be remiss not to shout out the ESPN and Top Rank. Our guest here, Jesse Hart, will be joining us here in a few moments. Uh, we'll see when he's going to be fighting again here on ESPN. Uh, hopefully soon against Gilberto Ramirez, a guy that I know uh, he is yearning to get his hands on again. So we'll talk to him uh, here in a few moments. But again, uh, make sure that you, uh, you're you following the show on um, Twitter, BrandonP2TF on Twitter, and as well, um, make sure you follow the show on iTunes, the Stitcher Radio, Punch in the Face Radio is always the number two, not the word two. Uh, make sure if you've missed any episodes, you catch all catch up on all of them there. Uh, we'll have Adam Abramowitz back here in a couple of weeks. Uh, Adam will be back on the show. We're also going to be celebrating our 100th show. Jesus. Uh, 100th show, actually it's going to be actually more like 103, but whatever. The 100th episode of Punch the Face Radio will be here in a few weeks. Uh, so I want to try to do something big for that. I, I'm trying my best. We're going to see what, what I can pull out the hat. But I, I appreciate everyone listening to the show and rocking with us throughout all this time frame. So it's a, been a while, man. It's been a good run, good ride here for Punch the Face Radio. So appreciate everyone being a part of that. And like I said, our guest here, Jesse Hart, will be joining us here in a few moments. Uh, also, we'll uh, get into here a little bit later in the show, the World Boxing Super Series finale that's finally going to happen. Um, and the rain of the week will be interesting. Um, as regards to a fight that's probably past this, its, you know, its sale date, but it's getting itching closer and closer to happening. And I'm still going to watch. I'll explain... Uh, during the rent of the week a little bit later here in the show. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Actually, it's two fights, and, and one of them, I'm still getting clarification on if that fight's even going to happen. Uh, but one we know uh, is inching closer and closer to happening. Um, it, it's sad. It's really sad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, see what else we got here. 
Uh, Sally Lomachenko is set to return back here on um, December the 8th. Uh, so he'll be back in action. Uh, that'll be in New York City uh, at the Hulu Theater there, Madison Square Garden. So he'll be in the small uh, arena against Jose Pedraza, who recently beat Ray Beltran. So that fight's going to happen for unification. A fun fight, I think. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, Lomachenko's coming off a shoulder injury. Uh, we will be interested to see how he bounces back for something like that. Seems like he is coming back awfully fast, which makes me a little bit gun-shy uh, for this. But it is Lomachenko. It is Lomo to God. So, you know, through Lomachenko, all things are possible. So I'm not doubting that he's not going to be 100% here for this fight. Uh, it just seems like coming off of a shoulder surgery and an injury, you take a little bit more time off than what he's doing. But God bless him, man. Lomachenko's a fighter. Uh, his whole squad... Uh, you know, there's a scary bunch of guys, you know, him and Yusik, uh, Gwasiv, I know I'm mispronouncing it, mispronouncing it, um, that's a scary squad, man, those guys are three animals there in ring, and Lomachenko's coming back after injury, you know, God bless him, he said when he had the, inch, the uh, surgery, shoulder surgery, he would be back before the year was out, sure enough, he's doing it, so December 8th, Madison Square Garden, the Hulu Theater, uh, he will be back in action. So if you're up in the New York area, uh, you want to see Pound for Pound, one of the best fighters there is in the world, you're going to have an opportunity to go watch Lomachenko do his thing. So I'll be happy to watch it. It'll be on ESPN. Uh, it's also great programming done by ESPN and Top Rank because the fight is going to air after <clears throat> after the um, college football Heisman ceremony. So they have a perfect lead-in to the fight uh, where they're going to have tons of eyes watching the Heisman Trophy presentation and then right after that, boom, you get live boxing. Uh, so I look for incredible ratings and numbers for this fight card uh, when it goes down to December. So smart by ESPN, smart by top rank, uh, smart on both parts for having one of the bigger names in boxing in Lomachenko be that, be that fight to uh, have that lead-in of the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Fantastic uh, thinking on their part, so... I like that. I really like that idea of um, that being the lead-in. And I think that's something they're going to do a lot more of and maybe program a little bit better around. Uh, you know, we having live sports follow back-to-back behind each other doesn't always work out. Uh, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You know, we've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, fights get the uh, get delayed and get moved around on different networks on ESPN uh, because of other live programming. Sometimes it works out perfect. Uh, you know, it's still a learning process for ESPN and Top Rank. Uh, with these cards and, and finding the perfect timing uh, for these, you know, and making sure that they don't overlap too much. I mean, there's going to be overlap here by a few minutes. That That's understandable. But when it's overlapped by 20, 30 minutes or longer, you know, that can hurt them. Uh, that can hurt them. So uh, let's hope with the Heisman ceremony, that's not the case. Typically, that's a pretty tight ship. Uh, you know, that pretty much goes as scheduled. It doesn't run over uh, too long, depending on who's um, giving their speech. And they're not talking overly long, but, you know, we'll see. Obviously, closer to December, we'll have more information on that. Uh, it sounds like that's going to be a stacked card as well. It sounds like it's a lot of fighters uh, aiming to get on that card here before the year is out uh, for top rank. We'll obviously ask Jesse Hart if he's going to be a part of that card as well. Uh, coming off the headlining his own card, one would think he'd want to uh, get in there one more time. And New York City's not a bad place to be a part of that. So, I mean, we'll ask him that when he joins us here in a few moments. Ah. So, 
So, yeah, so that's good stuff. So I'm glad to hear Lomachenko is good. And he's going to be back to fighting before the year is out. Um, let's see, what else do we have here in the news while we're waiting on our guest to join us? Um, do, do, do. um and obviously that we'll talk more about this also next week, but um it's strange that Sucor's Scorey Riggins I, I know I've always mispronounced that AKA SSR, uh, he's gonna be fighting a part of an MMA card over in Thailand. Very, very strange. Uh, that's here on October the 6th. Um, it's a The ring is going to be formatted for MMA, but it's also going to have four ropes to it, uh, so they can do boxing in it later. Very strange. I get why he's fighting there, because he wants to fight in front of his home fans, but um, very strange um, that he's doing this. So uh, let's hope he comes out unscathed against Iron Diaz here on October the 6th. Uh, we're getting back here in America and on another Superfly card. So, we'll see how that works out. Um, so, I actually a pretty loaded weekend here next week. So, uh, we will have a, quite a few cards to talk about here on next week's show because there's a lot of fight action here on October the 6th and 7th. So, um, yeah. Uh, just got word here. Jesse Hart will be calling in here in a few moments. Uh, shout out to my man Evan over in Top Rank who does a fantastic job of what he does. So, uh, we'll be hearing from Jesse Yard here momentarily. Uh, Philly's in the building here, so uh, shout out to all the Philly fighters out there. Different breed of animals, the Philly fighters. So definitely also want to get his take on uh, what it takes to be a, a Philly fighter, what his uh, definition of that is uh, when he joins us. So uh, Jesse Hart will be joining us here momentarily, folks, so just stick around here. Uh, appreciate everyone listening to the show, as always. So, um you know, super middleweight is a it's a wide open division right now. Um, Roberto Ramirez has a belt. Obviously, we have the World Boxing Super Series season one finale here for the super middleweight division. Um, we have another uh, title fight here. Uzikwe, um, I know I'm probably misenunciating that. He holds one of the championships uh, there as well. The super middleweight division. So I mean, it's a um, it's a wide-open division. Um, Groves is probably looked upon as being the number one guy. Um, obviously, he wins this tournament here on Saturday. I think he'll have more stake to that claim. You have a lot of titleists who are challenging for that. Uh, and one of those tal- uh, title challenges, challengers, if I can say it correctly, is calling in now. So Philly is in the building. Uh, the one and only hardworking Hollywood Jesse Hart. You're live from Punch the Face Radio. Yes, sir. Man, Jesse, we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, what's going on with you this evening? Oh, man, I'm glad to be on the radio, man. I'm, man, I'm energetic. We ready. Everything <laughs> is uh, everything is going on. We still in negotiations for that second sh- shot right now. So everything is, you know, is all in God's hands. Well, right on that. Without, you know, that's something we've definitely got to touch on in regards to uh, you getting your hands again on Roberto Ramirez. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Is there a day that doesn't go by that you don't think about punching him again in the face? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's not a day that goes by I don't. I mean, you know, I, I, the last three fights I had, I knocked everybody out, but they I all imagined them. They, I, I put his face on their bodies, and that's what I think kept, kept me motivated. I think that was the motivation. I put his face on their bodies, and every time I hit them, they go. 
Yeah, I mean, you would really, you know, did your mentality change any following that loss to where you said anybody who came in front of you, you were going to hurt? Because that's what seemed to be the mentality in these last three fights. It's like you've really amped it up a notch in regards to the, the physicality in ring and just kind of the veracity you're throwing those punches with. Yeah, I think I think that all played a part. That 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 learning experience. I, I I came in the game after that learning experience and said I came out with a new look. It's not hard work. We went from hard work to Hollywood. I came out with a flash look and I came out with I wanna I wanna knock everybody out. I don't want them to go to distance. I don't either, either and that's how I fight. That's excitement. Either you're gonna knock me out or I'm gonna knock you out. It ain't gonna be a, a twelve round decision. I don't like decisions. I don't like decisions no more. This guy, I, I, I did a character change because the guy hard work, he just wanted to, you know, whatever, however he took the win. This guy Hollywood, he wanted to knock you out or you knock him out. And I think that's exciting in, in, in both parts. If I get knocked out, that's exciting. That's exciting as well. If I if I knock an opponent out, that's exciting. You got, you got guys that's champion right now. Nobody don't know who they were. And this is what Mike Tyson said, and you can quote him. It, you can a guy can have a belt for five or ten ten years, but nobody know who he is because he wasn't exciting. He didn't have knockout devastating power. I wanna I'm, I'm I wanna be exciting. No matter what you say, oh wow, that that was a bizarre individual, that guy Hollywood Hart. He went in there, he went blow for blow, toe to toe, and he roughed the guy up, the guy dropped him, the guy hurt him, but all in all, that guy gives it his all. It's every he gives it everything. And that's all I and that's all I want to get across to the people is that Hollywood Hart is going to give it. He's coming to knock you out. I don't want to go to decision. I'm coming to take your head off. Now, do you think in this time frame between the first fight and now, as you said, you're negotiating here for this other fight? There's been rumors that Ramirez was going to move up in weight, and and honestly, he hasn't looked that great in the fights following. Truth be told, at least from my aspect. Uh, do you think he was avoiding you? Kind of given the fact how the fight ended, do you think he avoided and just said, you know what, I don't want to fight this guy again unless I'm forced to? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody wants to be in a, that hard of a fight. They hit a guy with it, everything they got, and then he know that was all he got. But it wasn't enough. he he, he got to be staying up late at night. I hit that boy with everything. How did he go down? How was he still able to stay up? How? That's what he's telling himself. I'm telling you what he's telling himself after that fight that night. I, and, and I was coming back, cracking, and I was hurting him. And I was hurting him. He was like, how did he fight through all our pitting through? Nobody wants to, and, and damn near won. It wasn't for the knockdown. We have a new WBO champion. It was just, mm-hmm. like I said, um, it, 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 things occurred that that wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't my time. That was all in God's way. All I could do now, is make it better, come back, and make it better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we hope for that rematch to happen. And, I mean, obviously, with the guys both being under the top rank umbrella, one would hope it would be easy to make. But, you know, we got to look at the, the bigger picture of things as well. If that falls through, you know, the division in itself, there's no one who's really taking claim to take that number one spot. And, obviously, George Groves may have – the, the, the you know the the lead in that if he wins this weekend but you know how wide open do you think the super middleweight division is you know you're a part of it you're you're a title challenger you got other guys out there is this maybe the, one of the more wide open divisions there is in boxing right now I don't I don't think it's wide open right now I think I'm the king if you ask me I think hmm. I'm I'm okay. the guy 
I think I'm the guy. And I, and I, and I say that to say this. If you look at any other ESPN ratings, the only ones that beat my ratings are the other guys who got cold countries behind me, such as Vassel Lamachenko, such as uh, um, uh, what's that other guy name? Uh, Lamachenko, the kid, uh, Jose Ramirez from mm-hmm. from Fresno. Them guys' numbers, he have the whole country of Mexico. Them guys' numbers is the only guys because they got whole countries. But if you look at the views. The, I got people over on the West Coast. They tune in, and I watch all that. I want the views. I after the fight, three, to four, three, four days after the fight, I don't even go to the bank cash to check. I want to see the views. I want to see the numbers, and I want to mm. see who was clicking that button. And when I look at who clicked that button, you you get them. You get bizarre numbers every time. Damn, just just Jesse Hart on an undercard. I mean, oh, co-main event under. Uh, 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 Jesse Magdaleno and the kid Dogbo, the, the kid from Africa, them numbers was through the roof. Jesse Hart, last fight, August 18th, Atlantic City, them numbers was through the roof, them views. Every time on fight, they hitting that button. The only guys that's outbeaten is the guys we don't know what the, the numbers that Carl, I mean, uh, 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 what's the kid name that's getting ready to fight this weekend? You just mentioned. Uh, Groves. Uh, yeah, George Groves. Yeah, Groves. Yeah. Groves. Groves. We don't. We don't. He's not doing numbers like that over there. He's not doing numbers like that. After Carl Frotch knocked him out, and, and, and he went life or death with 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 that kid, uh, uh, Eubank Jr. And then he 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 got beat by Badu Jack. He's not doing numbers like that. He's not doing numbers like that. You know what I mean? So, the kid that's going to bring the numbers over there is Callum Smith. I'm talking about the views. I'm not talking about the asses in the seat. I'm talking about who's just pressing that button. When Jesse Hart fight, they know I'm exciting. That's all I'm saying. I'm exciting. It's about the most exciting ones in the division. I don't think nobody's exciting me. If you yeah. add, you look it all up, if you tally it all up, and I'm not being cocky or arrogant here, I'm saying when you look at them guys, you see an ordinary Jews. You see Jesse Hart walk to the ring. He got a he got a flashy robe on. He's smiling. He's ready to go to work. And when you get in there, you can expect fireworks every time. Even if I'm on a receiving end of it, even if I'm if, if I'm on a, if I'm on a, if I'm on a, you know the bad end of it, you you expecting it because I'm going to. They know I'm going to fight. I'm going to give my all. I don't come to play safe. I come to fight. I come to really give the people a, a spectacular performance. I come to rumble. I don't come to box. That definitely seems to be the the Philly mind state. You know, in your words, how would you define a Philly fighter? Because every Philly fighter I've talked to, they had the same fire, the same passion. You know, in your definition, what what defines a true Philly fighter? See, if you you ask me what mentality of the Philly fighter is, it would be different. Some guys in Philadelphia now... They, they, it's the, the, the boxing scene is a little watered down. I can tell you, I can say, I can say it's just a little watered down because of guys got you know getting took care of. This one with Al Heyman, that one want to do this. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't the same as it was. But I'm, but my dad brought me up under those old school rules of you got to be hungry, you got to fight, and you man, this is what it is. 
that new school shit. So I'm I kind of got that sixty mentality, that sixties, that sixty seventy eighties mentality when I'm in there. You know, and 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 if you come to my city right now, they'll tell you Jesse Hart don't get no sparring in Philadelphia. He don't get work because he worked too hard. Oh, I gotta pay a guy X amount of dollars, a crazy amount of money for him to 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 spar me. It's, it's, it's crazy. So my mentality is I'm going to get you out. I'm going to work with you. But I, my, my whole mentality about this game here is getting you out. I don't want to see you. Mm. See, that's my mentality. My mentality is getting you out of here. You know what I mean? This is, so I don't look at people and, and, and think, oh, Jesse this or Jesse like that. Well, hard is this? Well, hard is that? No, Jesse Hart, I come to get you out. I come to get you out, man. This ain't no game. I don't look at this as a game. I don't look at boxing as a game. Period. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When them guys, when them guys, when them guys are sleeping, I'm a, I work like a slave, and and when, and when it's time to work, I'm gonna gut you like a fish. Not gonna play. Yeah, man, you you preach it right now, too. You're preaching right now to him again. Our guest is Jesse Hollywood Hart, live here on Punch the Face Radio. Now, now you said right now you you guys are negotiating here with Ramirez. Um, you know, is that something you think we will see before the year is out? Do you want to get in the ring regardless again before the year is out, uh, whether it be against Ramirez or somebody else uh, before 2018 is done with? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I. I, I all I can do is hope for the, pray for the best, and and and, and wish everything go well. I can't, I can't tell you that. I just hope. I know I'm willing to contract. You know what I'm saying? As long as the, my money's substantial and and everything's good with that, I don't. I, nothing. It's nothing I won't do. There's no one that won't fight for the right for the right amount of money. Them guys, them guys. He, he keeps saying he want this money. He keeps saying he want that man. I, I, I. It, that doesn't. I, I mean, I know, I know what. Hell, is you, is you, is you gonna fight? Or you know what I'm saying? There's a money. What is it? Reason. Get back and get to war. Now everybody want to know. Yeah. I mean, we, we and, definitely and, want to know. Because and, then, it's, and, then, and then at that beating, oh, I was drained from making the weight. I've been said I couldn't make the weight. So they're going to denounce my victory anyway. Mm. They're going to take this. They're going to, if this fight get made, they're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to take my victory. And I know they are. And I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for the court. He been said he couldn't make the weight. He's a growing guy. He's going to be all types of shit. And I'm prepared. Hey, but if you have, you have the belt, so let him criticize. The 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 last performances of both, on both of our parts. The last performance on both our parts. He definitely didn't look good against that last guy. That last guy. Issue he could have got Ramirez out of. Very true. Did you fight? Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought that he he definitely struggled. Uh, he won all the cards, but it definitely didn't look like he had. It's like he was missing pop. 
during that fight. It just you know seemed why? like he didn't have because he's struggling with that weight. So they not gonna they not gonna give me my credit after I and you see my last three fights not all of them out all of them and they all had two losses or one loss they have one no no no, no hanging Dubai or God I I, I asked for the guy with the good record you know what I mean it's crazy uh, yeah for that for that for for, for if, if the fight can be made in Texas I might want my money the money gotta be right. By the way, I don't care about a guy like that. He got all the excuses in the world not to fight me. When you when you got that, you gotta look at all that. What, what, what is it now? No, I don't want to fight Jesse no more. I fought him already. You know, it's time to move on. All right, you, I, I, I praise that you want to fight. Now you saying I can't make the weight. You saying the money ain't right. Then you saying, uh, uh, I wanna, I wanna. Oh. Oh no, we lost a we lost a sixty with with Jesse. Um, wow, um, wow, that that sucks. Maybe we we'll, hopefully we'll get him back on here in a second. Um, Jesse Hart, there, folks. I mean, he was spitting straight flames here in regards uh, to the matchup or the the impending rematch with Gilberto Ramirez. Uh, I, I gotta agree with him. You know, I, I said it even after Ramirez's last two fights. Ramirez did not look good in this last contest he had. Uh, he definitely seemed to miss, have some sizzle off of his punches. Uh, he didn't seem – he was there in the fight. He was winning the fight, but he wasn't – it didn't seem like he had that instinct to go for the kill or he had all the energy to do it. And and like Hart was saying that, you know, they will probably try to jerk him out of his, out of his win, uh, you know, or discount it or discredit it uh, if he does get the win. But nevertheless, this is a fight that should happen. Uh, this is a rematch that should happen. I think Hart has done everything correctly on his behalf uh, to get the fight. Uh, he's won his fights. Uh, he, he's fought the guys he needs to fight to stay in contention, uh, to stay top, uh, you know, highly rated in the division. Make the fight happen. Uh, I, I believe that that's the thing that makes the most sense is to have that rematch. So let's hope that everybody gets on the same page from a, a business aspect of it. But you know, this boxing and boxing is a business, but I do have this feeling, and I'll put this out there. When the Bob father, uh, Bob ever makes a call and he says we're doing something, we're going to do that. Uh, Bob has a final call on everything, folks. Uh, shout out to Bob Arum and Top Rank. So uh, we'll see if we connect back with Jesse Hart, but if we don't, man, great, great takes from Jesse Hart. Like he said, man, numbers don't lie. Uh, he says the numbers are high when Jesse Hart fights, so... I don't know. I mean, you, you listeners, you be the judge on that. Is he, you know, is he a um, a needle pusher, if we will? Hate to use that phrase here, boxing, but uh, does he move the needle in regards to the ratings and the numbers and the energy in the division? Uh, like you said, the division in itself, yeah. I mean, it's George Groves probably does have the inside track of being the number one fighter there, and there is it, there isn't a division uh, simply because you know he's the out of the bunch, out of the top ten rated guys. He's the most named recognizable guy. Uh, yes, he does have three losses. Um, you know, yes, he did get beat by Carl Froch twice in two very good fights. Um, you know, yes, he does hold a loss also to Badu Jack. And a fight that I honestly, honest to God, when that fight was made, I, I just knew George Groves was going to beat Badu Jack. Boy, was I completely ass wrong on that one. Not the first time or the last time I'll be ever ass wrong in a fight. Uh, but that was the case there. Uh, but you look at, you know, you look at those that loss 
to Bailu Jack since then. He's reeled off, uh, what, I think now six straight wins. Uh, excuse me, seven straight wins. Um, all but two were stoppages. Uh, the Eubank Jr. fight, uh, he was winning and doing great, then he hurt his shoulder. I don't know what type of George Groves we're going to see here on Saturday. Sometimes he fights down to his competition. Sometimes he fights up to his competition. Uh, he's It's never really a, a too much of an even kill uh, performance when it comes to George Groves in ring. Um, Eubank might have been in rare form when they fought here this past February. I thought he definitely fought above his curve, but I thought Groves was a much better fighter to where that fight shouldn't have been as close as it was. Um, you can tell that you know from a skill aspect, Eubank Jr. just doesn't have all the tools yet. May never develop them. We don't know. But he doesn't have all those tools yet to really be that kind of fighter. And Groves struggled at times a little bit in there. Uh, he won on the cards, uh, 117, 112, and then 116, 112, and 115, 113. So he won by comfortable margins, but you still kind of had that feeling that, you know, Eubank was maybe a punch or two away from really making something happen in that fight. Uh, he just could never put it together. You know, Callum Smith from the Fighting Smith family, uh, there's a ton of those damn Smiths, man. I swear to God. This is easily going to be the toughest and the biggest name on his resume. Um, his resume really has no body of note that I can honestly say sticks out and says, hey, that's a fighter. Um, it just isn't. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking at this, and this guy's I've never heard of. Uh, a lot of fights over there in the U.K. I know he's fought, uh, I think, a time or two over here in the States. Uh, he's a solid fighter, uh, this Callum Smith, but um, nothing overpowering. Um, he does have 17 KOs, um, but his last few fights have been United decisions, have been kind of uh, ho-hum fights, uh, you know, nothing really um, spectacular about those performances. He just kind of does a workman-like performance to pick up wins. Uh, very wide margin in his win in the semifinals against Nick, uh, Nicky uh, Holskin. Uh, here, when he fought in February, uh, picked up the win there. I honestly look for George Groves to win this fight. I think Groves, on paper, has all of the tools to win, but I'm not sure if he will. Um, it's just something that makes me worry about fighters coming off injuries. When you're talking boxers and shoulder injuries, that always scares the hell out of me. That's going to be no different uh, here with George Groves here this weekend. Um, it, it, it's, it, it worries me. It, it worries me, especially when we saw him fight. He... You know, 12th round, it, you know, throws it and it gets dislocated. Uh, what happens in the fight if that happens in the third round? You know, is he going to be able to try to fight through that for another nine rounds? I, I would hope he wouldn't. But, you know, those are the kind of injuries that sometimes once that happened once, they're prone to happen again. Now, if it's prone to happen again, it would have happened already for him in training. So we don't know if it's happened in training. Uh, it could be hush-hush. Uh, but those things can pop out. And... You worry. You you worry from that aspect. So um, I'm picking George Groves to win on Saturday. Um, I'm not – this isn't like my lock of the week. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I, I pick him to win, but I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if something freakishly weird happens there in that fight. Uh, but I, I do like George Groves to win here on Saturday. Now – that now leaves him as being the winner here of Season 1, which is now finally over, as we're about to start having fights here for Season 2 of the World Boxing Super Series here in the Super Middleweight Division. Groves wins. Uh, now he would have uh, several of the belts 
there in the division and would make him now the number one guy. Now, who's going to come after him and chase him? That's going to be the question. Uh, David Benavidez, uh, he tested positive for cocaine, uh, so we don't know how long he's going to be on the shelf. He holds one of the titles. Uh, the IBO is vacant. Uh, the uh, WBO is, is vacant uh, right now. Excuse me, not WBO. The um, IBF is vacant. Gilberto Ramirez uh, holds uh, the other belt. And he, you know, we have a guy and Jesse Hart who wants to fight him. Uh, and then we have the WBA belt, which is held by uh, Rocky uh, Building, um, who's currently a, a titleist there. So you have guys, and those are still scattered around. Um, I, I can't call it, man. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with this division after Saturday. Uh, Groves is going to be the guy, and if people want to fight him, they're going to have to go over to the UK uh, to make a big fight. I think the biggest fight that can be made for him would more than likely be James DeGale. Um, if, if DeGale is going to, uh, you know, make that move and stay at 168, I know he's possibly scheduled to fight here this weekend in California. Um, I don't know if that's how true that is. I think his fight's still pending approval. So beyond that, a fight again, a rematch with Chris Eubank Jr. would more than likely be what's going to be the case. I don't see Groves moving up in weight. I don't see, um, you know, anyone else challenging there. You know, Ricky Fielding uh, is also in the U.K. That would probably be a big match there over in the U.K. if they can make that fight happen uh, between him and Groves. It would be uh, unifying quite a few of the belts. Uh, excuse me, I keep calling him Ricky. Rocky. Rocky Fielding. Um, he holds the belts. He just picked up a win here um, in Germany in July. So... He holds championships. I think that makes the most sense, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But I'm picking George Groves to win here this weekend uh, in the finale here of the World Boxing Super Series. Now, uh, also on that same card, Chris Eubank Jr. will be fighting. Uh, this will be his first fight as well uh, since coming off of that loss to George Groves. Uh, he's facing a journeyman in J.J. Uh, Madugan. Uh, you know, Eubank is, is an interesting character. Uh, he looks the part in regards to uh, you know the flashy training videos and the talking and the interviews, but he seems to lack some of the fundamentals that you need to really be a top-flight elite fighter. I think he's good. He's a great second-tier fighter. I don't see him as being elite or championship status. Um, I think he's going to get more opportunities just because of what his last name is. And he is a guy, you know, give him his credit. He goes out on his shield. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to let it fly and then go out on his shield. And as a fight fan, that's all you can appreciate. Uh, you know, he's only got two career losses. Billy Joe Saunders, a split decision loss, and then a loss here to George Groves. So it's not like he has fought bums and lost against them. Uh, he's lost against the middleweight champion of the world, one of the middleweight champions of the world, then one of the title holders here at 168. So, I mean, it's not like he is, uh, when he's fought against those top flight guys, he struggled. Uh, he, he's also got a win over Gary O'Sullivan, which looks still pretty good on his resume. Uh, but beyond that, you know, a lot of uh, some ho-hum fights here and there. Uh, also went over Arthur, Abraham, Arthur Abraham, but Arthur Abraham is like 75. So, take that win uh, with a grain of salt. So, you know, I, I do want to see him evolve and see what else uh, he can offer us here in ring. Uh, he's still... Young for boxing, per se. He's only 29. Uh, he just turned 29. So, I mean, 
Still a young guy. He's got under under 30 career fights, under the age of 30. I, I still think there's time for him to evolve and maybe pick up a few new things. I still do say that he needs to have some fights here in America because I think given his personality and the way he talks, um, he can attract a lot of American fans here uh, if promoted correctly. I really do think he could be a uh, a crossover star here in America uh, if he chose to go that route. He got good matchmaking. He was able to score some KOs. So, you know, just a thought. If I'm his promoter, I'm, I'm throwing that idea out there. I'm, I'm maybe trying to make something like that occur. So we'll see. But uh, that's here going down on Saturday uh, for the World Boxing Super Series finale. So uh, Saturday, is again, this weekend's schedule of fights we have um, – Again, so you have the World Boxing Super Series finale, uh, Groves, Smith, that goes down. Uh, we also have a fight card here on uh, on Saturday as well uh, here in America, and that's going to be uh, – we actually got a couple of them um, here in America. We've got uh, the uh, – in um, Oakland uh, here we'll have – let me find the fight here. Here it's um, – here we go. So we have Uzikwe. Um, I know I'm probably missing to see any of the guy's name. I'm so bad at those. Um, 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 Jose Utagwe. I think that's a, a proper enunciation of it. Again, this is why we need Adam on the show. Adam is much better uh, with these names than I am. So he's he's one of the uh, the title holders. Uh, he holds like an interim title um, here in the super middleweight division. Uh, he's a champion because, well, subsequently, uh, James DeGale dropped his belt. DeGale was like, nah, I'm not really interested in fighting this guy. I'm going to just drop the belt and avoid him at all costs. So he now actually holds a um, – I, I don't know what they would refer to, I guess, as a secondary belt. He's not the full-fledged champion yet. Um, so he holds that belt because James DeGale really won't fight him. Uh, the Gale picked up his wins. Like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not fighting that guy again. So he's the interim uh, IBF champion. Uh, he's going to be fighting against uh, Ezekiel uh, Moreno here in Oakland. That goes down here on a uh, Friday night on ESPN. So you have that. That fights on ESPN. Also, a uh, German Akanzie uh, uh, versus Alejandro Barrios. That's uh, your main event there in the super flyweight division. Excuse me, I think that's actually on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, so those fights are going down from Oakland. You have those two fights featured there on that. Those are your two main events. Very interesting fights being picked up. Now, obviously, Jerwin uh, is a guy that um, we've gotten an opportunity to see here recently. Really kind of picked things up. He's really uh, got a lot of um, positive energy behind him. He's Filipino. Um, you know, Some people want to call him the next Manny Pacquiao, which I think is completely unfair. Don't do that to him just because they're Filipino. Um, but, you know, he's been able to uh, get these wins and, and be featured in these bouts and actually look good in these fights. Uh, he's gotten um, three knockout wins, and he's actually coming off of now. You know, his decision win over John Sultan uh, here in May. He's staying extremely busy. This is his third fight here of 2018, and he just keeps plugging away. Uh, he suffered, a, you know, a career loss, the only career loss here back in 2012, and has never looked back and lost a fight since then. A very exciting fighter. He's shown to improve each time out. Uh, 26 years old. 
he really just the, the future is going to be so bright for him. And you know, big fights have to be uh, in his realm next. You, I would hope uh, that he may be a part of the Superfly uh, three card here. Ne- uh, excuse me, Superfly uh, four cards here next year. I would hope that. I thought I think that would be a good idea. But you know, top rank. Tom Leffler, HBO, ESPN, who knows? Um, and you never know, Superfly may actually be coming to ESPN uh, since HBO may be done with boxing. So, you know, all he's going to do is pick up a win here on Friday, and then I think the, the doors and opportunities for him are going to continue to grow, continue to build. Uh, but Jerwin is a very exciting fighter, and I think a lot of fans are starting to get behind him. Current IBF uh, Superflyweight champion. So we'll see. Uh, a win, I think he's he's got to get a, a, one of these fights against one of these guys here from the Superfly two or three cards. He's, he's got to. He's got to face one of those guys come next year, and I think it'll make him a bigger star. Uh, so we'll see. But that is uh, that goes down on Friday, so you'll be able to see them fight on Friday on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, like I said as well, you have the World Boxing Super Series um, finale here on uh, Saturday afternoon here in America. So uh, you'll still have your fight card on Fox Sports 1 with Brandon, Figu- uh, Brandon Figueroa now being your main event, um, with Victor Ortiz being out. So a lot of fights still to go and, and still out there here uh, over this weekend. So a, a solid fight weekend um, ahead and then even more come next week. Now, the rant of the week here is about two fights that are being mentioned that honestly make my head hurt. So uh, let's first get into the fight that's not really official but keeps being talked about as if it's going to be official here soon. Uh, That is a fight between Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Sergio Martinez. Now, Sergio Martinez beat Julio Cesar Chavez years ago, um, a long time ago, Um, and Sergio hurt his – you know, was – Pretty much the guy uh, there in the middleweight division, you know, after that fight. He was the guy. Uh, what I distinctly remember the most about that night is Sergio Martinez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. were on HBO pay per view. And then the same night, uh, Canelo was fighting someone on Showtime. I want to say it was maybe Jose, uh, Jose Zito Lopez, if, if memory serves me correctly. Very weird. Uh, they were both in Las Vegas. Um, Sergio and Chavez Jr. were Thomas and Mack, and then Canelo was at MGM. I, I, it was very weird that night. It was um, strange to say the least. Uh, Mexican Independence Day weekend here in 20, 2012 that that went down. So you had two different Mexican entities in the city at different ends of the strip. So bizarre. Uh, and then on two different networks at that. Very, very weird uh, that these fights happen that way. But, you know, Sergio Martinez picked up the win, unanimous decision, after almost getting knocked out in the 12th round. Very crazy 12th round after Chavez Jr. pretty much didn't do shit the first 11 rounds. Uh, Then subsequently after that, you know, he ended up hurting his leg and just never was the same. He ended up fighting and getting a gift win against Martin Murray uh, the following year. Uh, So that was the only fight he had in 2013. He then went on and lost uh, when he had to pretty much retire. Uh, in 2014, after his loss to um, Miguel Cotto, the fight was stopped in the 10th round. Um, he had no legs. So we haven't seen Sergio Martinez fight since 2014. 
And when we did, we saw the shell of a man fighting at that juncture. Now, there's a rumor that he is getting his license back and he's trying to fight again. And wouldn't you know, the fight here with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. looks to be official because it is now listed on box rec. Now, I, I, I can take that with a grain of salt. I don't know where this fight is going to be at, who's promoting it. Uh, more than likely, the rumors is going to be in Texas. And the date tentatively for it is September 17th. Excuse me, uh, November 17th, Saturday, uh, November 17th. There is no need for this fight. There is zero reasoning for this fight. There's nothing about this fight that makes any legitimate sense to me at all. Um, I don't know what anyone in their right mind would put money behind this fight. Soldier Martinez hasn't fought in almost five years. When we saw him, he was a shell of himself. He had a bad knee. You know, you now fast forward years later, you think that knee's going to be any better? Uh, you keep in mind that this guy is now, hell, he's 70 years older than me. He's like, what, 43, 44 years old fighting? You think that's a wise decision? And speaking of wise decisions, why would anyone want to do business with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.? Maybe the most biggest malcontent in boxing there is. Uh, this guy has had opportunity after opportunity given who his father is. And the equity his father's built up in the sport, and all he does is shit himself. Not literally, but figuratively. Um, we saw him fight here this um, November, excuse me, um, May of 2017, uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend in Las Vegas. A fight that I actually paid and watched in person. And he gave no effort for 12 rounds. 12 rounds, he was pretty much in front of uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez and just got punched. Uh, the fight was not close, it was not entertaining. He lost on all three fight cards, 108-120. That shows you a guy who gave no effort. Now, he is, you know, his weight has fluctuated. You know, he's fought at middleweight. He's fought at, like, subsequently light heavyweight, uh, super middleweight. I don't know what hell this fight would even be at at this juncture, uh, with Chavez Jr. being such a, a fatty pumbalati. <laughs> Just call it what it is. Now, according to Box Rec, this fight would be a super middleweight, so the limit would be at 168. Uh, there are videos of Chavez Jr. training. I, I don't know who's behind this. I, I, I This is just a bad idea. Uh, this has bad idea written all over it. Um, this is a train wreck, and there's no need for it. I don't I don't need to see it. I'll, I'll watch it because I'm a boxing fan, but... This is just this just goes to show you people, please don't fuck up your money in boxing. Don't do it. There's no reason that, that Sergio Martinez should be coming back. There's no need to avenge this fight. You won the fight. You were winning the fight. You didn't get knocked out. He almost knocked you out, but he didn't. You won 11 rounds to one. You can say that. There's no need for this fight, especially almost five years later. No need for it whatsoever. And for Chavez Jr.'s case, I mean, you know, what's going to happen after the fight? Are you going to get hookers in your room and get robbed again and then get it filmed? I mean, this, this guy is such a weirdo, such a malcontent, such a just complete screw-up. Um, to have a father who's a legend, a true icon in Mexican of boxing folklore and a true legend in boxing, period, you know, to have your dad have all that equity and then you just go out and you just shit on the name, um, it, it's, it's sad. It's very sad. So I don't want to see the fight. I hope that this is just some kind of weird, weird cool joke. 
I hope it does not come to fruition. But uh, this is boxing. We know these things will happen. So don't be shocked at all if you hear about this fight being a done deal and being official uh, here in the coming weeks. So that makes me extremely sad. So another fight that makes me extremely sad that we're we're not getting yet, but it's lining up that way. Uh, Eureka Scamboa is actually scheduled to fight in Miami, Florida, Marlins Park uh, here. Um, I think it's here in a couple of weeks down in Miami. So that's down in Miami. Uh, should be a pretty good crowd for that. So, you know, kudos uh, for them getting that down there. Makes sense to have. Um, you know, a Cuban fighter. You may have a you know have a heavy heavy Latin card down in in Marlins Park. I mean, it's where the Marlins play. You're going to get probably more people coming out to that fight card than you do to come out see and watch the baseball game. So there's that. But he's going to be facing Miguel Beltran. Um, you know, Gamble has won two fights in a row, including a win over Alexis Riaz and a uh, win over Jason Sosa here in November of last year, but no no fight here at all in 2018 until this week, uh, until uh, his fight here in November against Miguel Beltran. What what makes this sad is on the same fight card, Juan Manuel Lopez is also going to be fighting. He's going to be facing uh, uh, Christian Ruben Minow in a fight as the co-main event of the night. What does that mean? Well, that means that if these two guys both win their respective fights here in November, they're looking to finally fight each other in 2019. Now, keep in mind, you know, these guys are well beyond their peak, well beyond it. Uh, Lopez is 35. Uh, Gamboa is, um, I think Gamboa is like, he's 36. So, I mean, both of these guys passed their prime, legitimately passed their prime. I think that's all agreed upon. Uh, Lopez is probably way past his, given the fact of some of the fights he's been in. Um, you know, this was a fight that would have made sense back in 2010, 2011. Uh, the fight never happened um, because of, you know, point the finger wherever you want. Some appointed at Bob Arum, some appointed the the fighters individually, but all parties involved were at fault for this fight never happening. When these guys were at their peak and boxing really wanted this fight, uh, Puerto Rico versus Cuba back, you know, in 2011-2010. You know, what ended up happening after that? Well, Gamboa pretty much became a recluse and just didn't really fight, had promotional issues, bounced from promoter to promoter, uh, fought Terrence Crawford, fought in, fought in game, not, you know, it was a great fight until he got knocked out. Uh, then he put up a dud when he fought um, in 2017 and losing a fight, um, a fight that he should have won. Uh, he ended up getting, you know, just had lack of effort that night. Don't even get me started on that. I'm going to stop there because I was there. That upset me. But nevertheless, you know, just just never lived up to uh, his full potential. You know, you look at Lopez. Uh, Lopez ran into a monster known as Orlando Salido twice and got sent to hell twice. Uh, Mikey Garcia knocked him out. Uh, Francisco Vargas. Um, uh, Jesus Cellular as well. Uh, Jason Velez, so I mean, these are all guys who've knocked him out. So all of his losses, all of his six losses, were all knockout losses. You know, you can tell Lopez doesn't have much left. You know, he's been uh, retired and came back and retired and came back. Obviously, he still loves the sport. I get it. But it comes a point in time where he's got to walk away and let it go. Uh, He's not to that juncture yet. And, um, 
if both these guys win, we're going to see Gamboa Lopez eight years past his expiration date, if not more, in 2019. So, you know, give these guys credit for wanting to still fight. But, uh, you know, as boxing fans, this is something we don't need. We don't need those two guys now wanting to fight years later. Uh, it makes no sense. I get it. But they both win in November. We're going to step close to that fight card happening. It's insane. Um, but, you know, good for them if they can get the money out of somebody. I, I, I couldn't see myself rationally paying to watch that fight. I can't. It makes no sense to me, but whatever. Um, it is what it is. So there you go. If those guys pick up their wins here in November. We'll see that fight here at some juncture here in 2019. Now, Gamboa has said that he believes a win this week, uh, that week uh, in November on that card uh, would get him a step closer to facing Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah, I don't think that's a path that Gamboa really wants to go down. Uh, Gamboa's defense is way too loose. For guys accurate as um, you know, as precise as Lomachenko, that would end very badly for him. But uh, go Gamble is a guy who dares to be great uh, to an extent. So hey, if he wants to face uh, Lomachenko and get knocked out, hey, all the and all the credit to him. Don't like the matchup. Don't think that's a good idea for Gamble. But hey, it is what it is. So that fight card's been announced again. That's in November. Obviously, closer to time, we'll talk more about that and. Uh, Let's pray that it doesn't lead to that matchup at some juncture here uh, next year. So if you're listening to the show here live, we're, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. But if you want to uh, call in to the show, area code 929-477-3165, or as well, tweet me at BrandonP2TF. So, again, I want to give a big thank you. And, and sorry about the advocacy, the connection uh, dropping out for Jesse Hart. Uh, Jesse, I was dropping some knowledge in regards to uh, – Gilberto Ramirez and, and the fight happening and not happening. Uh, we would love to get uh, Gilberto Ramirez's uh, rebuttal on that, so we may reach out to him soon and get him on the show as well uh, to get his thoughts in regards to that. So you heard what Jesse Hart said, man. Numbers don't lie. When he's fighting on ESPN, uh, the, the ratings and those numbers go up. So, hey, good, more power to him. Now, uh, another fight that was announced that really is – it's. It's I don't want to say monumental because that's kind of kind of taking it too far, but it's a big deal. Uh, Clarissa Shields versus Christine Hammer. Uh, that fight has now been announced. That fight is now official. Uh, it'll air on Showtime. It'll be from Atlantic City. Uh, you know, good for them that this is something that is that's happening. Uh, that these women are going to get the opportunity uh, to fight. And um, be seen. So this is something that I think is a big deal uh, for for them. I hope that in their case that this is something that that the, the card is promoted properly, that it's given the proper attention, that it's not just something that's just kind of thrown together and then say, hey, we've got two women fighting. You know, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that for uh, both of these fighters' cases that they get an opportunity to show their wares and be promoted and interviewed to a proper extent. That's one of my biggest fears here with women's boxing. And, and everyone who listens to the show should know we're advocate of it. We have women boxers on all the time. Even before I started doing just strictly boxing, you know, I was a big fan of fit women's MMA and have women fighters on all the time. So, you know, this is nothing new from that aspect. Um, you know, we're a big promoter here of, you know, women fighting, 
on Punch of the Face Radio. It's just that it seems sometimes the wrong image gets portrayed by mainstream media. Uh, they're quick to talk about a woman's looks uh, and her sex appeal and how she can sell and get attention that way and not the actual fight skill. And I hope this is something that doesn't go down that pathway for this fight. Uh, Shields and Hammer are extremely two skilled fighters. Uh, both of these ladies are undefeated. Uh, Hammer holds uh, w- WBC and WO belts. Uh, Shields is with the IBF and the WBA champion. Uh, she's going to be trying to make history, you know, to be unified champion uh, in under 10 fights. I mean, this is only going to be her seventh career fight. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how she. Uh, reacts because typically her fights are in Michigan. She has uh, did make her a professional debut in Vegas, but for the most part, um, you know the other four out of her four fights have been in Michigan, and then one a fight in New York. Um, this is going to be in Atlantic City, so this will be big, man. This will be a big fight for her, um, and a big deal for Showtime to actually put this fight on. And it's by the sounds of in the way it's shaping up, it should be the main event of the night. Uh, you're going to have undisputed unified champion in the women's middleweight division. All four major belts are on the line. Uh, that's a big deal. That's a real big deal. So I hope and cross my fingers here that this goes off without a hitch and is promoted correctly. Uh, like I said, it could be big for women's boxing. If it doesn't get promoted correctly, it's just going to be just another fight card. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they'll all be contending with. In regards to fights that weekend, so let's hope that you know they don't get uh, swallowed up by the you know the vacuum of another big fight card that weekend. But um, it, it's it's a big deal, you know. So I, I really hope when this fight was announced, I just really hope they don't screw this one up. That, that's all I can say is don't screw this up to all everybody involved. Don't screw it up. Uh, that's my only piece of advice for them a part of this. Don't screw it up. You don't screw it up, everything will work itself out. The fight will um, sell itself. So uh, no early predictions for that fight. I think Hammer's very skilled. So is Shields. I mean, Shields is a multi-Olympian gold medalist. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. So no, uh, no official prediction for that yet. We're far too down the line uh, for that. So, yeah. Yeah, so that that's another big fight card that's been announced. So be interested to see what kind of fights are surrounding that, and with it being on Showtime, um, you know what other cards they put, uh, you know what other fighters they put on that card. So could be a pretty big deal. Uh, you know that same night, <laughs> that same night is actually the the Chavez Junior Martinez fight. So yeah, there you go. It's crazy world we live in in boxing, folks. Crazy, crazy world, but uh, that's it. That's what we do. Uh, again, man, big thank you to our guest this week, Jesse Hart. Uh, thank you to all the listeners here as well on the show. Um, see, we had a couple of tweets. And shout out to Adam Abramowitz uh, for making fun of me for being dead-ass wrong on uh, Joshua losing to Vivek. And you're welcome, Adam. You know I'm wrong all the time, but hey, it, it is what it is. Um, as well, uh, shout out to Free Roll for Life. Uh, yes, you need to call into the show, man. Uh, to provide, <laughs> he said to provide a boring ass call to balance out the interesting callers. Tell me, I have to even call in. So anytime someone wants to call in to talk boxing, we welcome you on the show. Uh, so you're welcome to call it anytime. Holiday Bradley uh, to call in and talk boxing with us. So there you go. 
Uh, also, shout out to uh, Donovan Casp, who says it seems like Kellum's been waiting three years uh, to fight for a world title. It really does seem like an eternity, man. It seems like it's been forever since they fought their semifinal fights uh, in, the, in February. I mean, it was just in February, but that was seven months ago. Uh, these guys have fought almost going on eight months uh, since they've had their last fight out. Uh, I know that those fights was originally scheduled to happen here, I think, in May, and then, you know, you know, that fell through. June was being rumored. August was being rumored. And now, all of a sudden, it's here uh, in September. And a- another weird thing with this fight for the World Boxing Super Series, it's in, um, I think it's in Saudi Arabia or um, the, um, what's that, um, Dubai, maybe Dubai area, somewhere like in, in, in there. Uh, so that is also kind of a, a weird place to have it. I know why they had it, because there's a lot of money there uh, that can be generated and paid out. But it's strange when you have two British fighters fighting in a championship tournament finale fighting in, you know, the Middle East instead of the UK. But whatever. Uh, I hope the crowd comes up comes out and enjoys that and supports that card. But a uh, strange place to have that finale there. But whatever. Uh, I do know here in Season 2, at least these opening round fights uh, for the different weight classes they're doing, they're kind of spread apart. Uh, in different regions of the world, and we'll have some fights here in America, fights over in the UK, so everything's being spread out correctly, which I think is a very good job uh, by the promoters involved with this, that, that it's not going to just be in one centralized place, uh, but these fighters who are the favorites in the opening rounds are getting hometown fights, and I, I think that's very important uh, for that, so, but yeah, Saudi Arabia, they're the like I said, Dubai area, somewhere around in there that that fight is, so go figure. But uh, that's what we got here for this week's show. Again, big thank you to our guest, Jesse Hart, uh, for calling in and talking with us. Um, hopefully we see that fight with Ramirez before the year is out, or maybe first quarter of 2018. So best of luck to him, and we'll obviously love to have him back on. A lot of energy. Shout out to Philly. Philly's in the building here on the show. Um, uh, as always, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Brandon P2TF. Uh, make sure that you also listen, subscribe, and share to the show on all of the platforms, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes Podcast. It's always underneath Punch to the Face Radio. It's the number two, not the word two. Uh, so make sure you listen, subscribe, and share there. As well as check out punchtotheface.com where all the shows are obviously posted there as well. Uh, also, if you're going to be checking websites, go check our co-host Adam Abramowitz at SaturdayNightBoxing.com. Adam's the writer. He does a great job of writing. Uh, he does far better job than I do. He's more consistent with it than I am. Uh, so make sure you check out SaturdayNightBoxing.com and follow Adam on Twitter as well at SNBoxing. Uh, Adam will be back on the show, I think, three weeks uh, as well. And we hopefully will have Lou DeBella on the show at that time. So that'll be big. Uh, Lou DeBella's got a lot of things going on right now in boxing. And if he's behind the Sergio Martinez um Julio Cesar Chavez card. I am so going to pick his brain in regards to that. So uh, we're hoping to get Luda Bella here on the show at that point. So Adam will be back in a couple weeks, and hopefully at that time he's going to bring Luda Bella with him. Uh, so make sure you listen to that. Um, you know, fight weekend, you know, folks, make sure you follow me on Twitter for all the fight action and my reaction to those fights. Um, so, yeah, just just hang in there, folks. It's, it's good times ahead. So uh, as always, man, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. I want everyone to stay safe, stay blessed, love one another. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Until next week, I am Brandon Stubbs, and I am out.